Welcome, I'm Metal. And I'm Scob, and you're listening to PodcastMan.exe, a podcast detailing our journey through the Mega Man Battle Network anime. Check in, Podcast Man, power up! Alright. Yeah, another week, um, another pair of episodes. This first one we're starting with is yet another round two for our last member of World 3. And that means it's time for Mr. Match. And we start with him depressedly watching this weird video about things that generate heat and the amount of heat that which they generate. Yeah, it's it's a children's DVD about hot things, and I love and, it. Yeah, like, and the very first thing the episode opens with is just, like, this kind of long shot of just, like, CGI fireworks. They did the CGI fireworks. They're very proud of them. Yeah, I mean, God knows, like, who knows how much of that episode's budget went into that, so, you know, they gotta at least show it off. Not very much, because the episode is solidly animated throughout, as usual. It is. This is this is true. There's certainly no sign of whatever, like, if there's any budget imbalances at play here. It's uh, just, yeah. it's so great, though, because it starts out with these, these fireworks, and then the lava, and then the corona of the sun, and mm-hmm. poor Mr. Madge is sitting there. He's, like, so obviously depressed. He's so depressed, and he's coping it with the, in the weirdest way. And the whole reason he's so depressed is, like, he, he says he can't find his inner fire again, or, or he can't feel it, or something like that. But, like, his inner fire has been put out. Yeah. Very sad. Uh-huh. And he realizes that it's because of his loss to Mega Man. And that, yeah. Quote, you have stolen the flames of my heart, Rockman. <laughs> we did not get a line quite like that in the dub. That is great. It is. And he's so sad about it because he needs he needs something to pump him up in order to get back into arson, I guess. Yeah. So what he decides is the only thing that will make him feel better and give him his spark back is basically to fight Mega Man again and best him and take back his honor and yada yada and so the- he goes about doing more arson yeah basically instead of like directly confronting Mega Man for just another fight he decides that he's going to cause more fire related chaos again and just wait for Lan and Mega Man to notice and then fight him again Honestly, and, it's not the worst plan. I've heard of worse plans in this anime. There are worse plans. It's just really funny the things that he does to try and get Land's attention. Oh, you mean like freeing all the fish in a pet store, boiling the bepis? I don't, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know about freeing them. I think actually he's killing them by boiling them alive. not killing them. I'm He's literally just turning up their tank water Turned up their tank heat, and then the tank decided to open. Okay, so the water boiled over, but that means it's still It wasn't boiled. boiling, it opened! Uh, I, but this- but- this is just the logic. He turned up the water's heat, it got really hot, the fish got really hot, they're probably all dead. No, I refuse to- I'm sorry. Mr. Mr. Match, he doesn't kill fish. He's not Mesa, okay? He is. I, I, I would believe that he would kill fish and not care enough, but I, and I was very cross at him for that. And it's especially funny because, like, the first thing we start with is just what seems like it's just going to be more of like the same oven nonsense at like a bakery. Like, he just turns up the oven at, like, this one bakery really hot and, like, burns the bread. And I was just like, take those viruses out the bread. (laughs) But no, we escalate from bread burning. It's virus free. (laughs) 
I don't care if it's free. Get that shit out. But yeah, we go from burning bread to burning fish. And I guess so. And then we boil <laughs> the bepis. Yeah. We boil some fucking yeah, some soda in a like a convenience store fridge or something like that. And then he crosses the line. He ruins Melu's hair. He does. Like and it's just like really funny. This like I like I said, this isn't the worst plan in this show, but it's definitely stupid and unnecessary and not really easy for Land to be like, oh yes, this is Mr. Match is doing just because there's just a lot of single random events going on at these very yeah, different they're, places. They're all related to heat, though. They are all related to heat, but like. And he started out with the ovens at a bakery. Like, yeah, after stuck- all the ovens go wrong, I'm like, hmm, I wonder who's behind the new oven crime. Like, if he had stuck to the ovens. That's one thing, but then he starts going to all these other places, and it's like, well, this is an entirely different MO. Yes, there is heat, but he's in uh, there. These are all like wildly different establishes, establishments that have been attacked now. That's true. That's true. But yes, one of his crimes does include rooting Melu's hair, which he does this by hacking into a hairdressing salon. And hacking into the, you know, the hair heater dome thing and making it to, like, yeah, just driving up the heat of that thing. And when I saw this happening, I was like, oh, no, Melu's, like, hair is going to be lit on fire or something. Well, maybe not that, but it's going to be, it's going to be burnt, like, down to, like, really short or something. But then, like, she's wearing this hat school the next day. And Lan immediately figures out that she's, like, hiding something because she's being so obvious about it. Yeah, absolutely. I also thought that he was just going to burn all of her hair off. And yeah. I was going to give that to him. Yeah, but like, no, that's he a- just gives her a really cute pixie curl. Right! That's exactly what I said! Like, yeah, it's all, this whole big deal about her being afraid of Lan to, like, take off the hair, but, like, he tricks her, and he takes it off, and it's like, no, yeah, it's just, her hair is curled upward, and that is it. It's a pixie curl. It's literally just a pixie curl, and it's quite cute, actually. It looks great on her. She should be thanking Mr. Match. Yeah, like... I don't know. It's just it's just funny. But yeah, like she's like embarrassed about it and Lan and Dex start laughing at her. And as retaliation, Melu deletes Lan's homework from his person like from his I guess desk computer. Yep. Love it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, get their asses. Also, Lan, there's a recycling bin on your computer, if you don't know how to, like, retrieve your homework from it, you do deserve to, like, lose the points for your homework if you're that dumb with computers. Absolutely. But this boy doesn't know how to program a custom Navi, even though all of his (laughs) 10-year-old classmates do, so... We don't, okay, we don't know if all of his 10-year-old classmates do. We don't know if they they all use, like, a custom Navi. Dex was able to do it. This is true. Dex was able to, and that does say something. Yeah. So, meanwhile, in the internet, Mm -hmm. after the homework is deleted, Mega Man and Roll are holding an Am I the Asshole Summit. Yeah, basically, like, they're, yeah, they're kind of just, like, talking about, yeah. Who's the asshole here? And then Roll says, everyone sucks here. Yeah, end of basically. thread. Yeah, that's the end of that thread. They're both like, oh, well, yeah, they're both assholes. But then... But then Mega Man that. says, Uh-huh. Women is a paths duck. What? Women is a paths duck. What does that mean? Why aren't women investing in Bitcoin? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, he basically says something in the dub about, like, I don't know, like, like they they talking about like all these like random heat virus attacks or whatever, and like saying like, oh, 
I, I wish I could have helped Melu and stopped this from happening. And and Hub is like, oh yeah, like you wouldn't have even noticed, or you wouldn't have been able to like fight them off if you did notice them, or something. Yeah, he does say something pretty fucking rude. Yeah, yeah, women is a path stuck. Yeah, like literally this. I, I made a note that like this whole episode smacks of gender. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. It does. Like, they don't outright say it for most of it, but, like, you know, it's just, like, women be. Yeah. Like, yeah, women, like, in the case of Roll, like, it's like, oh, women be emotional. She gets, like, offended and then is like, well, fuck you, Mega Man. I don't need you. And like kind of just like takes off with Gutsman and he's very happy about it. Or Honestly, he's very good on her. About it, and he's adorable. Rose <laughs> also very cute when she's like being all like pouty and blushy too, admittedly. Cuz like her They're cheeks pop up really cutely. They do. They're just you know what? Good on her. She gets insulted. She's not going to take it and she's just going to yeah. go off with her friend Gutsman. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. And then we cut back to more crimes and uh, Match has escalated once again. This time from boiling fish to boiling people in a public bath. Yep, yep, yep. Also, but here's my question. Mm -hmm. He boils over some ice cream, but why does the ice cream factory, which cools things down, have heaters? I don't know. I don't understand this. Yeah. But I was just completely taken by the attempt to, to kill some people. And also by a line that I'm pretty sure was ad-libbed about, like, now, uh, I, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's, like, Fireman who says, now you know how lobsters feel as he's, like, traveling. <laughs> yeah, that's ad-libbed, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this, it's a good ad lib line. Um, while he's traveling from one network to another. <laughs> it's real good. And uh, we get a little a quick cut in of Lan being all grouchy, and then he eats a gigantic slice of toast. Like, this thing is large. I don't know, it seemed about the, the average size of anime toast to me. I don't know, it seemed a bit large to me, but more importantly... Mm -hmm. When we get back to Mr. Match and Fireman, mm -hmm. and it's so cute. Yes! They, like, I also was like, man, these two are so cute this episode! Oh, it is adorable! Like, Mr. Match, he... Oh, and Fireman appears on screen, Hinoken-sama? Uh, Hinoken-sama? And oh! <laughs> and then he said, yeah. uh, yeah, fire oh, suggests going after like Rockman directly, like you know he isn't yeah. noticing us, and then matches like, yeah. "Oh, that's a great idea, Fireman!" And he has, oh my gosh, did you see his little his smile? Yes, his cute little face. <gasps> it was really good. Cause yeah, oh. like like I said, like even he's noticing, like, oh, Mega Man's not like, why isn't Mega Man noticing me and, and fighting me? And then Fireman's like, why don't we just like talk to him directly? And like, yeah, it's like, oh, that's a great idea, and he gets this really cute like anime smile on his face and it's very adorable and fireman is also very cute because like it cuts to him like having the little nervous like beat of sweat on his yeah. head and yeah it's they're just they're they're very cute kind they of like, so like oh, i was just gonna say like that like kind of with like the elect man uh return episode we get, like, a lot more of Fireman's personality in this one, and it's very fun. Absolutely, and apparently his personality is that he just wants to do his best for Lord Mr. Match, and, uh, I love it, and they're it's cute, and at first it seems that Match is being a little bit haughty, because he's like, oh, well, why didn't I think of that sooner, but you can tell he really, he, he cares, he cares, especially by the end of the episode. Uh, it's really good. And Gutsman is also very good, um, because he continues to be a friend for Roll while she is being upset. And I believe what happens next is that Fireman shows up. He finds Gutsman and Roll together and is like, 
oh well these are two of Mega Man's friends. I'll give the message to I'll give the message to them and they'll pass it on to Mega Man. But when he appears, like Gutsman is like immediately ready to like fight him. And I just really liked how Fireman's resp- response was to say, easy big boy. <laughs> well, that's just the dub, but it uh, is I was wonder I wasn't sure if that was another dub ad lib. <laughs> uh he he uh Fireman is incredibly polite in mm-hmm. the original and I love him. I yeah, just... he, no, he's definitely like polite. Like after that, like li- just a little bit of sass, he's like I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to deliver a message for Mr. Match to from Mr. Match to give to Mega Man. It's so chivalrous. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he's just like yeah. He just like ha- he just like shows the message to them from a far from like a, a safe distance away as well. Then he floats it over. Yeah, I mean he has like a little bit of teasing where it's like I have this for you, and he like points his like you know fire shooting hand, but then it's like no, it's a, it's just like yeah, it's a it's an email. He gives it over and is like. Give this to Mega Man and uh, have him meet us where this says or whatever, and then he just leaves it with that. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's definitely like he's as good of a boy as Mister Match tells him to be. Yes, I'm so attached to them. Yeah. All the memories are flooding back. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of emotions with Mister Match and Fireman, and we will get to them. We'll get to them in time. Yeah. But first, uh, Mr. Higsby has to tell people that the tournament is coming, and then he gets a call from Mr. Who tells him to stop taking up screen time talking about it. Yeah, like, I didn't get get what the joke was supposed to be, because it's not like, you know, they don't really say, like, what's being said to him in the dub or anything. But yeah, like, it's... It's definitely supposed to be, like, a fourth wall breaking joke as well, because, like, he's very, obviously, like, talking to no one besides us, the viewers. Yeah. Oh, what? You want me to get back to the story? You want me to stop talking about this? You want me to stop pushing the tournament? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but, and, Nima, and then after that, we jump back to Melu and Dex, who are still... Well, no, Melu's still mad at Lan, even though both him and Dex laughed at her hair, but, like, she seems, like, totally fine with Dex anyway. I think that she doesn't expect much better from Dex, but she does expect better from Lan. That's fair. But yeah, so, like, when Fireman hands over the email, Roll and Melu are both like, let's fight Fireman instead. Like, let's keep this message, let's not give it to Mega Man, and let's go fight Fireman ourselves and prove that we can fight as good as Mega Man, yada yada. Honestly, good on them. They are going to deal with it herself in her righteous fury. She's going to get it done. Yeah, and so, uh, where where exactly was it that they set up the fight to happen? It was like- I have no idea. Some sort of other factory, like a heating plant? I don't know, something like that. I do not know, but there's a question that I think you will know. Mm -hmm. What are those cute little green goblin babies that go- Go what? Oh, you cut out for a second. Yeah, um, I saw those- I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think, like, they're just supposed to be, like- programs like program navy things like yeah pro just programs like you see in the in the battle network games although they are referred to as navvies i think they're actually supposed to be progs okay cool i mean i know that you often know the the specific names of the programs and viruses yeah i i don't actually because i I haven't played the games either oh like I don't know most of what the specific things are called. I just know, like, in in the Battle Network games, there's programs that look kind of like that. So I think that's what they are. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, and because, yeah, like, when they show up there, they make everything hot, obviously, and those little programs get overheated and have to be logged out. And I just made a note that, like, basically, Fireman turns the place into Norfair, 
because it becomes just like this big lava-y area with like separated floating platforms about. Yeah, and, very much. And he's, and he's like, oh, this might be another good dub ad-lib because he says, all right, come on, Mega Man, I've got the place all warmed up for you. <laughs> She's like, Shut the fuck up, God. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> it is a good one, but also shut the fuck up, you pun-making little bastard. We love pun-making little bastards, don't you lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mega Man's late, and Fireman and Mr. Match are both very upset about that, and they're all wavering about it, and, and Fireman seems, like, a little bit embarrassed to report that Mega Man is late. Oh, gosh. Because, yeah, yeah, oh, um, one thing I know just before that I forgot to mention is that when Melu decided to go and fight Fireman herself, they did also decide that Gutsman could come along and he was like, yeah, I'll help, I'll, I'll help, I'll help, me help protect you, Roll, or whatever. And it was just, yeah, him still being very, very good. He's still very good. But yeah, so... Yeah. (laughs) So when Fireman gets everything set up and he's waiting, like, what happens is that Mr. Match is like, you gave the, you gave the message directly to Mega Man, right? And Fireman's like, like directly. Oh, uh, uh, like, well, I only I found his friends and they're always hanging out together, so I figured it'd be fine to hand it over to them to pass to Mega Man. And Mr. Match starts yelling at him, like, no, don't be mad at him, Mr. Match. He loves you. He's doing his best. He is. He did his best and he had the good idea to do that in the first place. Yeah, honestly. Matt. But yeah. Okay, so, um, uh, yeah. Melee and Roll <laughs> show up. Yeah, Roll and Gutsman show up, um, and yeah, Fireman taunts her some, and once again it smacks of gender, um, and she's just, and Roll just has to be like, alright, fuck you, I'll, I'll fight you, I'll show you, and, you know, gives him a good whacking with her antenna to start out with. Yeah, she does pretty well, she, she almost wins the battle, it's like a really good showing. Yeah, like, but then um, Fireman like just flash steps behind her and says, "Nothing personnel, kid." And yeah, then, pretty much. Yeah, but we have to keep in mind that uh, Melu does have some special chips, and Roll gets to do Rory Flash. Oh, I, that's right. She did do the Flash. It's not quite so cute in um the dub, but I I do remember she used Flash. Yeah, pretty good. Also, I will point out that in the original, it does not smack as gender as much. Uh, I'm not really surprised. Because Fireman, he calls her a weakling and a small fry, and he says that he wanted Mega Man here, not just a nobody, so... That's that's, fair. I mean... That's not really gender, that's just, I want Mega Man, you are not Mega Man. You are small, and she is very, she definitely she is. is a little lady, but yeah. And then, um, I think it was like Gutsman. God, I don't remember how Lan actually does figure out where to find Fireman and Roll. Is it like, oh, yeah, Gus Gutsman... goes for help. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, Guts is a very good boy, and he leaves and finds Mega Man to tell her to tell him that. Roll's in trouble, and Lan is quickly like, yeah, okay, let's go in and help her. And Mega Man shows up and fires these very cute neon pink beams at Fireman. Yes. But- and we have a very well-animated fight, and it's Flame yeah. Tower, Aqua Tower, Flame Tower, Aqua Tower! Yeah! We actually have some correct uh, battle typing in here, because Roll uses Aqua Tower to cancel out Fireman's Fire Tower. Incredible! It's accurate. It's useful. It's good in the game. It's good in real life. It works! And it's Roll's idea. Yes! Although it seems at first that Melu does not have many of those chips, and they're still in quite a bit of trouble, but as another Flame Tower is heading their way, 
Hub beat Hub is a good boy and pushes Roll out of the way to take the damage in her stead. He's a good boy. And then as Fireman is like sending this like goddamn tidal wave of lava at them, Roll has the idea to be like, yeah, okay, give me another water chip. Oh, her idea is very special. It is. It's very odd. But like, it starts with just like, Melu, give me another water tower chip. And like, yeah, that works. Good thinking, Roll. But then what she actually decides to do... Is uh, she pushes Guts in front of it and sends him in the water tower straight towards the tsunami of magma, and uh, like, that is a unique strategy. It's, it's weird, because it's like, yeah, she just, like, uses the water to, like, send him through, but it's, and it's sort of, like, just odd. You don't quite get what the logic of it is. Like, how does it not hurt Gutsman to go through the th- the the wave anyway why does it hurt fi- does like get, just getting hit with Gutsman like hurt him that badly because like pretty much after that um yeah he has like this like wound in his chest and and Match is like oh yeah I have to log out immediately oh yeah he's so concerned it's so, so cute concerned. I also forgot to mention though that like as the lava is like heading their way and Fireman thinks that he's he's won, he's like he's very cutely smug about it, like, ha, mission accomplished. Yeah, and, and then after he gets hit by guts, he says, Kuredo, plug out and ah. Uh, I don't know what This is the that. end, plug out. Oh <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Fireman is chased off yet again. Um, Mega Man and Roll quickly get to saying their apologies, all while blushing very cutely. And um, yeah, just being very sweet. It's very sweet. And then Guts is all, oh, they're back together again, getting along again. I don't know whether to be happy or sad about this. In the dub, it's like... One second they're mad at each other, now they're not mad. I don't get it. And it's like, yeah, no, it's okay, Guts. It's fine if you don't understand how straight relationships work. <laughs> ah, good thing that uh, Hub is by. Yeah. <laughs> but that comes later, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> no one's ready for that. But, meanwhile, Melu and Lan also attempt to be like to have their apologies but when Melu's like oh did you come and save me because you were worried about me Lan soon's too hard and it just makes her mad because he's just like no like why would I worry about you yeah 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 and then she's like aren't I worth it no because women is a paths duck yeah and Dex is like at first Dex tries to like get them to, like, you know, calm down, get along, and then they yell at him, and he's like, I'll just leave you guys to it. And, yeah, Dex, that's the correct decision. Just leave them to their nonsense. Yeah, gender's happening, just get out of there. Yeah, and it's like, at the very end, when, like, Vlan finally says, Ugh, girls! And it's like, yeah, you finally said it. (laughs) Moral of the story, girls. (laughs) Yeah, Girls be emotional, I guess. Whatever. That said, I really do like how the Navis have such a rich emotional life. Yes, me too. I definitely enjoy that. And yeah, we also close with them, like, kind of commenting, like, oh, well, this is just how they are. The arguments are healthy. It means they're close, yada yada. And it's like, no, but like, whatever. (laughs) It is at least just cute. It is, it is definitely cute to see the Navis have their own little emotional narratives. They're like real people. Yeah, they have, yeah, they have their own, in, like, separate intelligence and everything. And it's very, just nice to see interactions between, uh, between different Navis. It is, it's great. End of episode, I don't want to talk about it anymore. There's no one yeah, no, I mean, that's, There's yeah, nothing that's to look after. Our next We've episode. left Scotland. We've left Scotland. 
you know, next episode, episode nine, we start with another scolding for the stupid evil children, including <laughs> Mr. Match. It's true. This oh, Dr. Wiley, he is he's so disappointed in his failure he's children. So disappointed in his children. So he and summons a giant black metal hand and is only stopped yes! from frying all three of them. He's like, yeah, he like he's just like he brings out this giant robot hand to punish them in one way or another. It's not exactly clear in the dub, but it's just this large menacing robot hand and the children cower. And for all you know, he's just gonna give them the spanking of a goddamn lifetime. And it's it's funny because when I was watching it, I was like, he he like Wiley's going on about like, oh, your disgraces to world three. I can't believe I have such incompetent agents. And then I was like, Wiley, what agents do you have besides them? And then, oh yeah, we have a fourth guy. And this is the episode where we meet him. And his name is Yahoot. And in the original Japanese, his name is Mahajarama. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, I, I think I think we have to take a little a little side trip to talk about yeah 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 no you, yeah I I don't know exactly what you're going for but go right ahead I mean I mean I might know but go on I don't want to make this podcast controversial and I don't want to point uh -huh. fingers right. But he's pretty much the standard stereotype of an Indian in anime. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's fair of us to point out that, like, yeah, this is how this character is, man. Yeah. yeah it it, it I is mean, what it is. It's Dalseem. He's Dalseem. Yeah. That's it. He, yeah, he's like a yoga guy. He's a yoga yoga guru and he everything. does the yoga he cooks the curry the curry at least doesn't come until later right i'm just doing a, a holistic summary of yeah him. right right but i will say despite looking like the absolute stereotype and doing the yoga he does get fleshed out just like every other character with his own strengths and desires and so i really That's... don't want to call it racist yeah yeah like it's def he's definitely handled way better than he could have been for what he is um absolutely also he's like the smartest one of the children he he's, is he's wily's right hand man in both the games and the anime and he yeah. legitimately does really good smart things mm-hmm but yeah, so he comes up and he declares that he's going to uh, concoct an evil scheme of his own. And then we get another reminder that the tournament arc is fucking coming again. And nobody they cares. They forget about this. <laughs> <laughs> they think you do. No, we don't. Nobody cares. Don't. The kids don't care either because they run him over with their scooters. They do, but they do. This is the episode where, like, the kids also finally acknowledge that this is a thing that's happening, and they talk about like wanting to train for it. And yeah. um, yeah, uh, Lan and Melu are on their way to meet up with Yai and Dex. Yeah, to do some training for the Grand Prix. Um, but Lan is momentarily sidetracked when they pass the arcade, and there is a huge crowd inside of it. And at this point, I was like, oh no. Why oh no? <laughs> because we get a hint at a new character that's coming up, and I had a, a good feeling as to who it was. We only get a glance of, of him in the arcade being watched by this crowd of people. Being watched by this crowd of people wipe the floor with some navvies, with a generic navvy. And I was at least glad to see, like, you know, a generic navvy can be good if in the right hands. Yeah, absolutely. It was also, it was a short but well-animated fight. I liked the choreography yes. of how the generic navvy was kicking the level 5 auto-battler's ass. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's all we get for now is just like a glance at this uh, mystery net battler. And then uh, Len quickly realized that, you know, he's late to meet up with Yai and Dex. So they run off. For their favorite TV program. Yeah, they're going to watch a big popular new yoga TV pet program to and help so are them train. Yeah, and yes, the Navvies also, they also watch this TV show and do the yoga with them. And the Navvies are so excited for it, and they talk to each other about how, you know, you may think it's strange that we like to watch TV too, but who cares? We love it. We love doing this yoga. It's our favorite it's, program. It's very cute. And oh. um, at first it's just like, you know, Yahoo goes goes on about like yoga being good for you, yeah, yeah, and he quickly proves to be one of those yoga gurus by saying it'll cure everything. It'll make you good at homework. It'll, you know, for example, make you fight well in the N one Grand Prix tournament. <laughs> I, I almost feel like he mentioned like curing cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I, I don't quote me on that, but like I have a feeling. I'm sure that he did something. I don't remember all the things that he said that it would help with. Yeah, but yeah, like goes on about like all these wildly incorrect things that yoga will cure. <laughs> Although to and be like, fair, to uh -huh. be fair, uh, the yoga that people do where they put their body into different positions is only one aspect of yoga. That's true. But yeah, God knows yoga does have its benefits. It is a good thing for your body in different ways. But, but there is know. no special pose that will help you, quote, attach stickers better. I didn't, I didn't hear that one. <laughs> yup. And at this point, like, I, I quickly start to realize, oh, the, it's a TV show. All these people are watching. This is a hypnosis plot. And it yeah. sure is. And you wonder yeah. why all the poses are named after animals? Well, uh, get ready for a hypnosis raid to turn everyone in the yeah. town into animals. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, I just want to say that I liked that even Maddie was like, this plan is stupid. <laughs> like, how is every how is this gonna how is everyone gonna watch this? How is this gonna like change everyone's mind or whatever and then like wiley says oh just you wait operation animal will soon be uh yeah. completed and i'm like oh no operation what now wiley <laughs> operation like, fursuit will soon be completed yeah like yeah who's leading them through all these poses that are that are just names of animals and, uh, yeah, so you can quickly figure out what's going on here. And the key to making this happen is that it turns out I had forgotten his net navi is actually magicman.exe, who is a cool-looking wizard guy, but still kind of disappointing when you compare him to the classic magic man and how hot he is. Well, at least but he has a really, really hot voice in Japanese. He has a nice voice in English, too. Like, he's definitely, like, he's still a, a solidly designed Navi. He's fun. He, uh, I definitely still appreciate a wizard that is performing hypnosis on everyone. And, he's doing yeah. actual magic. And, yeah, and everything goes from 0 to 10 very quickly because everyone is hypnotized into believing that they're, they're personas now. Like, yeah. like, everyone just becomes, like, a different animal. I yeah. got a list together. Oh yes. Oh please. If you yeah, you want a list like specific personas by all means. Alright. Yaito is a cat. Dex mm -hmm. is a gorilla. Mr. Mm -hmm. Match is a bird. Oh yeah, we should say that everyone gets everyone gets siamined. Everyone gets yeah. hypnotized. Everyone gets assigned their fursona. <laughs> yep. Okay, so uh Mr. Match is some type of bird. Mm -hmm. Maddie is a frog. Zap yeah. is either a dog or a bear. I was thinking dog because, like, honestly, like, he makes, like, very dog-like sounds. But not only that, like, I, he might be the guy who was Rush in Ruby Spears because he makes barks like that. Like, a little bit more, like, 
actual dog like, but it sounds like Rush and it scared me for a second. <laughs> very good, very good. I was just assigning them because they all make the uh Japanese onomatopoeia for animal sounds, and that's how oh. I was picking up on who's what. Yeah, no. And who was going around is... going gao gao gao, which is either it's like a very low bark that you can find from oh. a dog or a bear. Yeah, in the dub, like everyone's like Obviously, they're still making onomatopoeias, but they're kind of like more genuine attempts to mimic animals. And it made me confused about what uh, Match was supposed to be. So I'm glad it was a little more obvious in the sub to tell. But yeah, like everyone is just like out in the streets behaving like animals. Uh, and Miss Mari is a sloth. Yes. Sal is a kangaroo. Yeah. Higsby is a cicada. Oh, and she's me supposed to be a kangaroo. Oh, I thought she was a. I thought Sal was a bunny. No, a uh, kangaroo. Or, well, that's what they say in the Japanese. They say kangaroo. Okay. Fair. No, like, I, I definitely believe it. If they made it, if, yeah, if they also made it more blatant. I, I kind of just saw her hopping around with her arms up, and I thought rabbit. Mostly because of, like, the, the plant association, too. Well, yes, but uh, you can tell she's a kangaroo because uh, the kids literally say, Oh, no, Sal thinks she's a kangaroo. Oh, maybe they said <laughs> that. I identify it. I remember them pointing out Miyu being a flying squirrel. Yeah, she's a flying squirrel, and she can fly. Yeah, I thought she was a bat at first, so I was a little disappointed when they said flying squirrel. I mean, same, but somewhere out there, vampire, I mean, Duskman's controller is being a a bat right now. (laughs) And Masa's an eel. Yeah, he's an eel. Like, they, it takes them a second to figure out, but then, yeah, no, he, he's an eel. He's an eel. And it's it's just great. I, I'm just like, yes, sure, fuck it. Become animals. Abandon capitalism. Anarchy. Anarchy! Uh, I don't I, I know. Would, Go ahead. I, I was just, I just also thought that, like, I would also just love to be assigned my fursona this way. I want to find out what my true fursona is. Absolutely. That would be fun. As of now, my best my best guess and what people have said I seem most like is a crocodile. Aww. If you're yeah. a crocodile, that's cute. Love yeah. it. No, I, I, I'm very happy with that assignment. Very good assignment. So and I've yeah, forgotten legitimately, does the English version do the bumpers or not? No. No okay. bumpers. So I've got to share with you. Okay. That in the Japanese version, Higsby does the bumpers as a cicada. That's really funny. Yes, they do point out that Higsby um, is some, they say, some sort of tree beetle. And it's like, like, cicadas exist in America too, but whatever. Whatever. But yeah, he's like, you know, like, we'll go back to the shark. That's so good. Oh, I'm really sad that they didn't have that in the dub. <laughs> and like yeah so everyone's animals except for Melu and Lan because they were still trying to get to Yai's treehouse when the program aired so they missed it so they avoided being uh, uh, assigned for Sonas and I think they have like there's they have like this one little thing where it's like where they're like why is everyone turned into animals and then it cuts to Wiley being like just like laughing it up and it's like yeah that's why for laughs obviously because it's funny yeah it's it's top hole that's why so um they but they quickly figure out that it had to have been because of the tv broadcast um yep and uh then melu trains yai and dex to be her guard animals they they do um I also, though, made a note that, like, uh, when they figure out, like, that it's all because of the TV show, they are like, we gotta go to the, like, TV station network or whatever. And so Lan goes into a restaurant and plugs into a cash register within it in order to eventually connect to the TV station. As you do. As you do. But yeah, uh, yeah. So there is also, oh right, right, right. No, I'm sorry. I I, I got uh, lost for a second. 
So we're going to talk about Yahoo's wonderful throne, right? We are, but first, I I just had to make a note that I had once again been like, oh no, oh no, because as Mega Man is traveling between the networks, we see like two other little data blips travel very fast past him. So yeah, another hint of foreshadowing of what of what I knew was confirmed later on. Yeah, someone's coming. But meanwhile, yeah, um, he gets to the TV station, and uh, yeah, Yahoot has just formed himself a throne of TVs, right? It's just TVs, or is it chairs, or is it it's what? Chairs. It's, oh, it's, it's chairs. chairs. He just stacked the Tower of Babel, but he's using ch- ch- chairs, and then he's folded himself in half on top of them. Yeah, man, like, damn, Yahoot went to bottom practice. He really did. Yeah, because he's all bent up. And we also get like a, a, a. We also get to meet Magic Man in full, and we find out that his thing is that he rhymes. And I frankly love it. It's it's fun. He's a great boy. We love him. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's especially good just because like he has this like. He, he has a really cool voice, so it's not annoying when he rhymes at all. It's more mysterious and wizardy. I also, oh, I, that reminds me though. I had also made a note. Like, I have a suspicion that Magic Man is voiced by the same dude who does Wily. Because sometimes when he would get like lower and more growly, it would sound like kind of like Wily. Huh. Yeah. Well, I guess but, we'll have um, to do some research. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, back with uh, Lan in the real world, um, he. He's still plugged in, that's right, he's still plugged into the cash register at this point. But suddenly he starts to get ambushed by a bunch of people who are basic bitches that got assigned wolf personas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like a whole wolf pack of dudes. But then, yeah, it turns out that Melu had trained Dex and Yai to fight and protect them because they show up and fight off these different wolves. Um, and yeah, she used food training, which always works with animals. And uh, yeah, I, I was just like, yeah, good for you, Melu, for getting this gorilla on your side because she Dex has... is unfucking stoppable. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So after um, Lan runs off while they, uh, while they, well, you know, Dex and Yai fight off these different wolf guys, then they actually go into the tv station they go to as the they TV should station. have in the first place yeah and uh it's funny because when Mega Man goes to have like this like have his fight with magic man he first shows up on all a bunch of like floating screens with his face around it taunting like oh where am i mega man and i was just like you'll never find me in the house of mirrors mega man <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely yeah. But then he comes out of the mirrors. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he, I, Mega Man, like, figures out, like, where he could hear him best or something like that and, like, shoots. And then he appears and it's like, oh, good for you for using your senses. You have bested me. You have bested my house of mirrors, Mega Man. My riddles have been solved. But can you tell me, Mega Man, where is Riddler's corpse? <laughs> so many fucking deep cuts that no one fucking knows i bet that's that's how podcasts are this is how podcasts work it's just funny so uh we have mega man going in with his long sword to attack magic man magic man ninja stops it between his hands and blasts mega man in the face with his magenta beam but then yes wait no hold on hold on hold on stop right there just because Just because, like, once again, when we had another of these, like, catching Mega Man's sword between their hands, the sequence just seemed, like, kind of, it just seemed really awkward to me. I think it seems awkward because Magic Man's hands are balls. They are globes. They are spheres. No, like, I mean, like, the actual sequence of frames and stuff it's just like it kind of seems like everything like weirdly pauses and slows down and then the hand 
are around the blade it was it's just always seen like plays out weirdly to me i don't know if they're like editing shit out of those sequences from the original to make it seem so odd but yeah it, it always just plays out really weirdly to me no that's how it is it's supposed okay. to get you invested in the sword going down and then quote-unquote surprise you when the sword gets caught yeah and they, they just do it really weirdly they just don't do it right i f i feel like all right but um yeah so um you know it, magic man catches the sword um and it was at this point also that we see Yahoot's like physical location being right there in the TV station as well. Because I remember Lance says something, and we get this moment where it seems like Yahoot is just sort of like telepathically hearing him somehow. But then they just reveal, no, he's right there. He's physically there because, of course, he has to be in order to be there in the network fighting him. Because that's how this world works. Mm hmm. But yes, when it seems like Mega Man is most in trouble, we finally get to meet the new players. Well, not really. We finally get to meet a mysterious uh, shadow that intervenes oh, that's true. quickly. We, yeah, well, a shadow fights Magic Man off. That's true. We don't meet them quite yet. But we do first get to meet Chod. Okay. We'll get into him in the future. I don't think we want to open the doors right now. We're not going to fully get into Chod yet, but the fact is, after Magic Man is fought off, Chod does appear. He like, does. Fully and in the light. We you do should get know. introduced. You should know that I've spelled his name in my notes. C-H-O-D-D. Chod. <laughs> yeah, um, Chod in the dub, Enzon in the sub. Um, he reveals himself at, and basically says that he is looking forward to fighting Lan in the Grand Prix, but he quickly reveals that he is a bastard. He is a very cocky bastard. He is. He and his Navi meet up with their counterparts just to be smug. Exa yeah, for real. Um, I also had to make a note that I was like, I gotta say, like, Chod's voice is too nice. I gotta be real. <laughs> like, it slaps me in the fucking face. It's like, oh, yeah, you, 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 do like, first of all, obviously, he doesn't sound like a, 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 a young boy. He sounds like an, he sounds like an anime teenager. And, like, I hear him, and I look at him, and, like, I know that, like, were I a child, had I watched this as a kid, I would have such a crush on Chad. Because he's, like, what? What? He's, he's very that, much no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I shouldn't point my finger at you and say, ha straight. I mean, no, it's fair. It's fair, because I am. But, like, he's kind of, like... Like, I feel like there's lots of bitches out there who agreed with me. Because he's partially, like, a white-haired anime boy. And partially a black-haired anime boy. His hair Yeah, his hair is kind of weird, but, like, it's... It is what it is. And he's, he sounds like... Or he sounds like... He doesn't sound like Riku, literally, but he sounds like that kind of character. Mm, mm, definitely. Yeah, and bitches had some crushes on Riku. We all know this. That is so I'm just true. saying, if I had seen this as a kid, yeah, I would have had a crush on Chad, and I also would have had a crush on Proto Man. He's definitely he's he is our white-haired anime sword boy, and is and said white hair is very long and flowing, and he also has a very nice voice provided to us by David K. Actually, yeah, and he does a good job, um, but. Proto Man himself also proves himself to be a bastard because when he's meeting shit <laughs> thanks obey me anyway oh, did you hear that cut being straight on main yeah <laughs> fuck, fuck off I'm straight on main I'm sorry <laughs> anyway yeah so Mega Man and Proto also in 
try to introduce themselves to each other. And Mega Man's like, oh, well, thanks for saving me back there. You seem really strong. I can't wait to fight you at the N1 Grand Prix since you're going to be in that. And Pro Man just like shrugs off his confidence, just like, yeah, whatever. And he's like very cold and stoic. And oh, it's just I like, see. yeah. You are an Bassard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like very very cold to Mega Man and it's, it's unfortunate because like Mega Man is is especially cute when he is talking to Proto. He's got this very nice cutesy smile on his face and is being very polite. He's being such a good polite boy. Yeah. Can I but... jump back for just one second? Yes, I'm sorry <laughs> if I went off on the, uh, them a bit too much too soon. This Please is exactly what I knew was going to happen. Yeah. Okay, uh, to jump back, uh, I would like to note that Magic Man does not log out. He just teleports away. He just he dimension doesn't... warps. Oh, you're right. He doesn't get, I, like, I didn't really notice it. He does, because he doesn't get the actual log out sequence. He, yeah, he kind of just like disappears into his own little, like, yeah, his own little warp Warp thing. zone. Yeah, yeah, his body just goes out. Yeah, he just leaves, like, and he's, like, cackling to, about, like, next time Mega Man, and it's just like, oh, goodbye, you delightful wizard man. It really is delightful. All right, now we can get back to Chad, who has 500 wins. He's the famous boy prodigy. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, he's just like, oh, I want to fight you, Lan, but you better, like, get good because i want it to be a good fight you'd better not disappoint me or blues in the tournament <laughs> yeah that's right yeah right no blues brackman <laughs> yeah yeah um in the sub obviously proto man is called blues and it's cute although <laughs> blues does not suit uh proto man.exe at all <laughs> imo no, not at all. He is. He does not have the blues. He will never have the blues. We're gonna get. Yeah, we're gonna get into a more in-depth discussion of Chod and Protoman.exe, especially uh, the next time we see them. But because we, Look, all I'm saying is he's yeah. not broken. He is not the break man. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, but since this is our first introduction to them, even though if it is brief, I, I wanted to get some feelings on them out. And, you know, and I'm sorry if I like spilled some of it too, too quick and too fast. But yeah, like as soon as I saw them, I was just like, I, I had a lot of emotions like run through me at once. It is very understandable. It's all right. Yeah. Um, and pretty much after that, like, I completely, like, just checked out of the episode. <laughs> no, no, that was the end of the episode. I mean, well, we had the whole thing about, like, everyone, like, snapping out of being animals and, like, oh, why oh, right, am I and in Miss Mari is in the tree, and then yeah. Mothla's trying to save her with his eel. Mm-hmm, yeah, but, like, yeah, like, we all checked out of the episode, like, once Magic Man and once Proto Man and Chod were gone. So, yeah. Episode over. <laughs> It, yeah, episode over. We have gotten our first taste of these new bastards. Um, obviously here to serve as our rivals to our protagonists. Um, but we're going to get into a more in-depth discussion about them next time we see them. And I pre I'm pretty sure like the next episode is a lot more of them. So I sure hope so. I believe so. Um, if not, you know, we'll, it'll be more of the same. But And if so, we'll have a surprise guest. Yes, yes. Uh, we are going to bring in a surprise guest. Maybe not actually much of a surprise because we kind of mentioned him at, in our first episode. To more fully talk about uh, protoman.exe and the problems with him. So, yep. You know, yeah, look forward to audience goodbye everyone podcastman.exe logging out 